0: manimal here it's wednesday august 23rd and today on texas rangers with the boys kevin is back from vacation and we're going to do a special wednesday night show since we've got the box score from last night we've got some rangers news some of our gripes some mlb news we've got that box score and we're going to preview tonight with the minnesota twins so join us today texas rangers with the boys
1: Hey, this is Mitch Garvey. You're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys.
0: Hey, thanks, buddy.
1: Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. And you can catch me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media as well as at TXRangersWTB. And don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com.
0: All one word.
1: And joining me, my co-host, the 300-pound minimal, a.k.a. Bull, a man who for once, probably in the last five years, I out-traveled uh, this week, barely probably. Uh, how you doing, buddy? And <laughs> where can they find you on the old socials?
0: Well, uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. I want to let everybody uh, um, on the, that's listening to the show right now know right now that it is, it is Wednesday before the Astros result. So mm-hmm. we did this on purpose so we mm-hmm. could continue our streak of, of doing the show whenever the Rangers are in first place. So I have no idea what, what's happened there. We do know that the, uh, the Mariners got walked off on a, a, an errant throw to third base on a, a stolen base attempt that ended up uh, going into left field and Tim Anderson scored the winning run for the White Sox after the uh Mariners had come back taken the lead in the ninth and then the uh and they uh whatever whatever that's not what we're talking about right now did he anyway, did he score that Raiders with a concussion still in first place, right that's what we're that's what we're talking about
1: yeah yeah and did Tim Anderson score that with a concussion or um was he, is he still concussed?
0: i run running well, sideways. You know, past, like it's been more than seven days, so <laughs> I imagine he's out of protocol by now. You know, so was like, running then, a little sideways. Then, <laughs> nah, that's what got him to the bag a little quicker to get <laughs> to get that stolen base there. Is just running for his life because he, he put his Dukes up at second base off there, <laughs> and uh, that's why he was stealing in the first place. But uh, anyways, uh, i It's a rough day for me. Uh, like kinda of my hero died today, so Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a tough hard. day. Uh and I don't I don't want a hero or whatever, but when I was a when I was a kid it was it was Terry Funk for me, man. I mean mm-hmm. whether it was whether it was him and the Ric Flair feud that turned mm-hmm. me on to him and Dusty Roads from Florida and uh you know, later on in his career, being middle-aged, crazy, and making some some of the craziest wrestling matches of all time happen uh, in Japan, and uh, so to me, Terry Funk was was a, a hero of mine, and I just wanted to to you know, being that this is. Somewhat of a wrestling show tie-in. yeah.
1: It's like we, we're, we're wrestlers. We were rest- We are. we wrestlers. So <laughs> therefore, therefore, there's a lot of personal connection but... there. I hate to see it too. Terry Funk, man. I, I, one of my favorite clips that I've seen on the internet is when he pulls a ring announcer in and just like starts tearing his clothes up and beating him up. And I'm like, if there was ever a way to caption Terry Funk, it would be that. I mean dude was crazy and hilarious but yet really really good at what he did and and honestly i don't know if you could you could ever say a wrestler loved to wrestle more than he did like he just he he could just tell that it meant the world to him and he he gave everything he had to it and um you know truly an inspiration
0: i want to say uh my favorite terry funk Remember in like 2005, whenever it became really, really cool to like put a bunch of ECW stuff back out again because Vince was bringing attention to it or whatever, and they'd have like bootleg, like stuff that the boys from ECW would have to put out because they couldn't use anything that Vince owned, and they (laughs) they put out this really crazy video and it's and it's um, Terry Funk and Al Snow at some like random indie show. And, like, Terry Funk, just, like, he, he, they're working the match. And then all of a sudden, he, like, goes crazy. They're going into the parking lot. And the next thing you know, Terry Funk is up under a Bronco, just, like, selling under a Bronco. <laughs> no rhyme or reason to any of it. And, and, and it was, like, man, like, even whenever I was so super smart to wrestling and was all about just making money in the, in the business, like, he could still entertain me. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, if Terry Funk um, or anybody, rest in peace, were to want to find you on social media, where would where would they want to look?
0: Well, they'd have to go to Twitter and find me at Manimal Bull. Instagram, find me at Manimal three hundred, and both uh, Facebook and TikTok Manimal Mm -hmm. Bull. So whatever you enjoy, whatever you use, let's uh, let's start talking Rangers baseball.
1: That's P R O U G H, guys. Just in case. So um, a little bit of a setback. Let's hop around the league. So a little bit of a setback for O'Neal Cruz, who kind of took the league by storm uh, in the first probably quarter half of the season, Um, and he may not last year,
0: right? Last year he oh
1: Cruz was the guy. He was the guy
0: that was hitting hitting the ball one hundred and seventeen.
1: No, I'm thinking yeah. of Ellie uh, De La Cruz, right?
0: Yeah, you're thinking of Ellie. This is uh, O'Neal. who this is last the guy that hit the, the, the 114 Yeah, he was hitting the ball thing. like 100, yeah, 117 miles an hour off the bat every time he came to the yep. plate and okay. uh, just hitting rockets all over the place and, and had a little bit of bad luck this year and had an ankle injury that he needed to have surgery on. And the uh, suspected time was that he would be out four months. And now we're getting well past that four months. And uh, still, no sign of O'Neill Cruz, and and it's looking like now that he uh, he's kind of plateaued on his recovery, and that he's not going to make it back at all this year.
1: Wow, that is crazy. Um, Yeah, and it's weird because him and and when you compare him to um, Ellie, is it Ellie De La Cruz? Yeah, yeah. Okay, when you compare him, so O'Neill Cruz six seven two fifteen, Ellie De La Cruz six five two two hundred. Both shortstops. Um, you just just wild, you know, like it's just where are the where do they both from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like how did they did like they're not even related,
0: you know? No, like, no just, just 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 from like, the Dominican that can play ball because that's the way to get
1: out of there. Yeah, it's just wild though. We two six foot five plus shortstops who can hit the ball like a just uh, you know just absolutely crush the ball five tool guys um both love long hair I mean,
0: they're just the comparisons are they're very similar and you know another another guy trying to make a comeback we're talking about ellie de la cruz mm-hmm. um on his team that is looking at a second opinion now on his uh on his fracture or stress fracture that he had earlier mm-hmm. in the year that sent him out in about may is nick lodolo yeah he was good against the rangers really good he's got stuff and you know, he's a he's a tcu guy so you know local guy that we don't have to see very often only once a year um you know you can root for that guy
1: yeah yeah and you want to root for him to be healthy man
0: he, he had some great stuff so hopefully um, those two guys, O'Neal Cruz and Nick Lodolo, are able to kind of get this uh, figured out this year or, or maybe before the start of next year, before spring training next year, and we can see both those guys at full strength next year when the big league season starts.
1: And also just one more quick funny factor on the O'Neill Cruz, Nelly De La Cruz, they, they also both are in the same division. So, like, they mm-hmm. can be playing against each other for the next five, yeah. seven years. Oh, yeah, until at least that much, until right? The, until they can actually go get a real contract um so billy hamilton um gets released by the white Sox. an interesting time for the release so i guess they're trying to bring up make room on their 40 man maybe to bring up somebody from the minor leagues but release billy hamilton so i guess this is kind of one of those one of those prospects will break your heart stories
0: Well, you know, yeah, Billy Hamilton was one of those guys that, like, you know how we always talk about when we talk about guys that are going to be prospects that are good, that, you know, we've talked about Tavares and guys like that, that they got to get on base if they're going to, you know, if they're going to be successful at the big leagues and be able to use that speed and all of that. And, you know, it just never happened for Billy Hamilton. And he spent a good amount of time at different places in the big leagues and just... Mm -hmm. Never really came around and now you're talking to men could be over for him, you know. Hmm. Um, yeah, and a guy who, who had no problem so getting talent. on base, no problem getting on
1: base in the minor leagues, but got to the major leagues and really it didn't uh, happen. Yeah,
0: I mean, like I, we always talked about Bubba Thompson and you yes. know what I mean. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see him having a little bit of a success with Omaha and the AAA. You know, for Kansas City and hopefully he can get up with them uh, when they expand rosters a couple of spots but who knows you know I mean it's just tough and and you know Billy Hamilton's just one of those guys he never was able to really get on base in the big leagues yeah
1: and and as we like to say on this show baseball is hard um, it
0: is it's <laughs> really is, hard.
1: Is, is hard it's not an easy not an easy
0: sport so um, if it was so, easy, man, I'd have been a uh, oh, pro like baseball never, player, right? Like, it, like that's what I wanted. That's what...
1: Yeah, that was our both of our kind of our our original first love, our high school girlfriend. Yeah, um, but
0: pro wrestling, it was, you know.
1: So, so staying with the White Sox, I believe, uh, looks like a couple of front office guys uh, are are without a job now.
0: Yeah, Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn fired. Uh, I don't know that. You know they were the extreme problem, but the White Sox kind of had a culture issue for a lot of years now, and and couldn't really put together uh, anything with that last crop that they had. And you know, I mean, you saw what they did at the deadline; they were dealing a lot of a lot of guys around the league, and and uh, so they're going to give somebody else. And uh, I think I saw that, uh, and why. Uh, Why would I, you know, why would I be able to uh, remember his name? But uh, the guy from the Rangers who they just, uh, who they just had uh, signed this off season to be a a consultant. uh, Not John Daniels. No, not John Daniels. Uh, um, The guy from the uh, Royals who had won. Oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Rangers just signed. Give me one second. Dayton Moore.
1: We can never remember his name. Never, never,
0: never. 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 But, um, <laughs> uh, but I did read today that he he is going to probably be in the running for that Chicago job, and hmm. and you know it, it does it makes sense because he's the type of dude. I mean, he has the skins on the wall because he won in Kansas City, man. That's a that's a tough thing to do. Mm-hmm. So if you win in Kansas City, you're always going to be uh, in demand.
1: Looks like uh, our old buddy uh, Dennis Santana, he's back on the he's he's available. If we're uh, looking for some some pitching help help because the Mets DFA'd him, you, you interested in bringing back Santana?
0: If it if you could guarantee me that it was 2022 first half Dennis Santana, <laughs> I would take it. But he hasn't done anything since that first half to uh, even look like a ball player at all, really. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say no to our good buddy Dennis Santana. But this is a great time of the year for uh, our old friend segments or like Mm -hmm. news segments because the Rangers have been so just god awful the last – three years prior to this year mm-hmm. that like they used everybody that was just like a spare piece.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So like now, like every time a spare piece does anything, we can just talk about them real quick. And the <laughs> Mets, the Mets DFA Dennis Santana. So he'll, he'll be available. Uh, I imagine um, probably if you do see him go anywhere, it'll be on a minor league deal.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, before we jump to the next segment, uh, of the show because we're, we definitely got to talk Rangers. Why don't you tell the, the people about the exciting thing coming up on October 6th?
0: Do you want, you, you want me to tell them who I'm wrestling?
1: Oh, I wanted to. Yeah. I haven't heard any updates. I, I obviously I've been kind of, I wouldn't say off the grid cause I was in Vegas for a couple of days, but uh, we have been off the grid when we're, we weren't there. We were all in the mountains and the whatevers. So uh, yeah. Tell me, tell me the latest about the uh, big event coming up at the Ridgely theater for Matt.
0: We're pro well, October, October 6th is, Still about a month away, a little over a month away, but we're starting to uh, announce some matches and get some things set up. And uh, I uh, was informed earlier that I will be wrestling Justin James,
1: Justin James,
0: the big for Franco D'Angelo's crew. So you you know, there was a time in my life, Kev, when I would I would beg people to give me heavyweights to wrestle in. all over, wherever we went, I would beg people because mm-hmm. I would always end up having to wrestle a guy that weighed 179 pounds. And, <laughs> and you know, it just was always awkward for me. And not that, not that I didn't have fun with all those matches, but I wanted big dudes. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, Matt Warpro has delivered big dudes for the <laughs> for animal uh, Between Angel Camacho, now Justin James... I have wrestled some big dudes and uh, I look forward to the challenge. So on October 6th, mm. you want to see the Manimal get another add another guy over 350 pounds to the splash pile. Yes, better make it out to the Ridgely Theater. There's also going to be a big giant cage match. I want to say they're calling it the Cowtown Cage Match. And that is going to be... Uh, honestly, man, I think it's the biggest match that's happened in Fort Worth mm. since like like Northside Coliseum, man. I mean, honestly, that's how, how it feels to me because, you know, I mean, the 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 story has been told, and on October sixth at the Ridgely Theater, just a little west of downtown Fort Worth, on uh, the Interstate Highway thirty and Camp Bowie, you can you can see this big giant match, and and we're looking forward to it. We're going to have a big. You know Kelly's Onion Burgers and Big Dogs will be out there. Starry's Ice Cream will be out there. Martin House Brewing is going to be out there. So, so when you get uh, when you get a chance, you know get your tickets now because it's going to sell out. So,
1: so you're saying it's going to be bigger than the Texas? Was it Texas Elite Wrestling um, back in 2000? Was it 2010 at the Arlington? Uh, what was it the Arlington Rec Center when we did what like, I mean, we did like 150 people with Big James, didn't we?
0: Mm, mm. Yeah, it was,
1: it was good. It Remember was that good, you had but... Mace, you you busted yeah. out, you busted old dude open, but throwing him out to the <laughs> throwing him out to the fridge. To the
0: <laughs> I I swear <laughs> I have shown people that like for years and years just to laugh at it. That's still in my cloud, bro. That's still in my cloud. Uh, oh man, well, how well, are hey, you? Swear- Your Chris Sale out there getting beat by. Maldonado, come well, on, Maldonado, gross, anyway, let's, let's go on to the Rangers, good, good
1: segue, because Astro, the tonight, uh, we know Seattle lost a, a heartbreaker to the White Sox, because you brought it up earlier, we've talked enough about the White Sox today, um, but one of the big reasons we made sure to do the show uh, a little early, was so that at, at, recording, the Rangers still lead by a half game over Houston and a game and a half over Seattle. I'm a hundred percent confident that we will still be uh, in the lead of this division. The next time we do this show um, because the Rangers will have a chance to, to, they have their, you know, they have their, their fate in their own hands uh, as long as they win. And well, they have uh, so- a couple of
0: games in hand against the Astros as well. The Astros after yep. tonight will have played a couple more games in the Rangers. So they mm-hmm. have the fate in their own hands. So, yeah uh, you know it's it's the uh, the Mariners and the Astros are charging fast and the Rangers are slumping and it's uh, you know it's going to make for some time
1: yeah and and I think it's probably it'll kind of go throw us out of order here but I think it's a good time to talk about that that you know the Rangers have been playing from ahead all year and there's a there's a there's a there's a handful of teams right now that have been basically scratching and clawing and playing their guys more than they need to um, exhausting all of their resources to catch up because they didn't get off to as good of a start as the Rangers did, especially in the division. And so I think the Rangers still have a huge advantage right now because of the fact that, you know, we have had the luxury to rest guys. We have had positions where our manager said, Hey, let's get these guys two days off. We have depth. Uh, it's just you know i think there's a lot of holes in the team but i think the team as a, as a as a whole is still in a good position and even though they are on a six game losing streak if there's ever a time to struggle it's better now than early and it's better now than late
0: well yeah and and we're getting late so it's it's got to it's got to slow down at some point right yep, like, yep. I mean, you got to turn it around and, and i think you know the day off today is going to help And uh, I know most people will be listening to this on Thursday. Um, But honestly, like, I think that's going to help. I think that, uh, you know, Minnesota, you're going to see good pitching. And we'll talk about that later because uh, they've got some good guys and they haven't announced everybody. But we're just going to talk about Thursday today. But, uh, man, like they've got they've got a good staff up there. And, you know, I mean, they're they've got their issues, you know, just like we talked about with the Rangers, you know, they've got issues in the bullpen too. And, and, uh, so there's, there's opportunities to score runs up there and the Rangers are, they're going to have to score some runs at some point And somebody's going to have to, you know, get off the side and start doing it for them. Uh, you know, we'll talk about who was, who kind of did that a little bit last night because they had some things go their way. I mean, they had some opportunities. They had some chances against, uh, the uh diamondbacks on tuesday night you know they just didn't capitalize on enough of them to win the ball game and uh you know again like i mean if you look at expected batting average against a lot of balls that that arizona hit yesterday um not a not a lot of uh you know not a lot of good uh would have normally came of those things but they just kind of found little holes and and places to get through and and that's been kind of happening to this team for oh you know a, a week now because right before that they were going pretty good so it wasn't oh. like you know i mean you you go they they had an eight game winning streak just prior to this so it's like mm-hmm. you know you go good you go bad it happens uh you try and make sure that you right the ship in time and and that's what they kind of kind of do here in these next couple of days is kind of right. That ship as you know, and they got a couple of games in hand with the Astros. They've got a couple of games with the Astros coming up and they're going to play the Mariners a whole bunch down the stretch. So, you know, there's, there's uh, opportunities to make things happen, and there's opportunities to, uh, you know, hold their own de they hold their own destiny. You know, they just got to win ball games, and that's what it's well, about. And, and uh, well. real, real quick, and I'll I'll turn it right back over to you. Is is they've got those horses to win ball games, and mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, within the next couple of weeks, you're looking at you're going to have Scherzer, Eivaldi Dunning, Heaney. Um, uh, Gray and uh, uh, Jordan Montgomery as your mm-hmm. options as starting pitchers. And, and all six of those guys are, are good enough to go right now. And when you have to send one of those guys to the bullpen, I mean, I hope that's a guy that can help them in the back end of the bullpen. And I think Heaney might be the type of guy that can help you in the back end of the bullpen.
1: Yeah, if the Rangers are deep anywhere. It's in starting pitching, and I'm very confident that they are. I think any of these guys, if they go to the bullpen, uh, the, the back end of the bull or back end of the rotation, guys that go to the bullpen, they, they can help out because we know these guys have HGGT. They got right. heart, they got guts,
0: they got guys.
1: They're guys, and they got talent. So That's right. we know they have that. We know, and, and and this will be my final say on it. We'll jump into it another subject topic that is just probably the Twilight Zone topic, I'll say, of the year. but um, It's wild. It's wild. But, um, yeah, so if there's one thing we've seen about this team, and I'm saying it with passion because I believe it, that whenever they've had their backs against the wall, whenever the situation has looked as bleak as it could look, this team pulls together and they find a way to win. And I truly, truly, truly believe And I have to, we have to, I mean, that's just, we have to, and I'm not believing out of thin air either, man. Like we have, I can, I can cite it. They even put stats up uh, during the game uh, night before last where, you know, the Rangers, how they performed after having bad stretches, they've come back out like, you know, like a wrecking ball, like Miley Cyrus style. Like they literally have, have bounced back better than any other team. Uh, in the league this year, when they face adversity, so I believe truly this team's gonna bounce back. We're gonna see the heart and the the guts and the talent from these guys up in the uh, starting back with this Minnesota series. Well, um, and
0: yeah, I, I can't, I couldn't agree more. And I just real quick, uh, you said something that kind of sparked with me is yeah. that like, I mean, the the this team isn't gonna be, they're not gonna slump the rest of the year. It just isn't going to happen. There's no. too much. There's too many guys and there's too much talent, you know. Yep. And and <laughs> and when it, when it really, honestly, like, I mean, you know, six games, six game slide can can turn into, you know, five in a row. And you're right back at 500 baseball over the course of the last, the last, spot, you know, 10. And, yep. and, and baseball is one of those games where a 10 game span of playing bad baseball isn't going to kill you.
1: Nope, nope. 10 games is like one game. 10 games in the MLB is like one game in the NFL. So just put that into perspective. 16 games in the NFL, 116 in Major League Baseball. So couldn't agree with you more. So let's jump into this like multi dimensional. Like if this, if, if, if you hadn't, if we hadn't talked about this, it boggles the
0: mind. It boggles
1: the mind because it feels like I'm, I, I feel like sometimes I find stuff like this and I can't get anyone else to see it. So the fact that you and I are both on this lets me know that I'm not out and way out in left field, uh, with, uh, Robbie Grossman that Cole Raggins clocking in at a hundred miles an hour for Kansas city. What?
0: Well, and you know, and like, I do remember that his velocity was up a tick here. I do remember that. Like I remember, and I know that you didn't remember that. And, and I no. mean, it's understandable because, uh um, You know, last year, I would say that like his average forcing fastball was probably somewhere around ninety-three to ninety-four miles an hour, Mm -hmm. and this year we're talking his average is is sitting somewhere around around ninety-six. Like that's insane. Like that's that's I mean that's that's huge. That's and and that's including his time with the Rangers, where he was throwing ninety five to ninety seven, not ninety six to one hundred. You know, like 100. I mean, so like we're talking his his four seamer has been up even more since the time that he's left the Rangers.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't get it, man. Like it it boggled the mind because because remember we were talking. I don't know if it was on air, off air, but we're, we we and and for the fans, for fans, for our, for our listeners, because you guys are just our friends. But for you guys, uh, so we almost ended the podcast because because po- Cole Ragans. Well, yeah, but- we had
0: an argument about it because we <laughs> because we both know he's good, but yeah. like it wasn't working out for him here. Like, yeah, but man, were, like, and it was it was like one of those things where it's like, I mean, if he was throwing a hundred this season with yeah. the Rangers, at some point he would have gotten a chance with all the struggles that they had to close oh. things out. I mean, you know, it just doesn't pitch, but he was like, he wasn't even pitching out of the bullpen.
1: it, It just, I don't understand. Like, like just to see that, seeing that in live motion today made me feel like, like, you know, our prior, you know, guys, we were pro wrestlers, you know, like, come on, you know, if you've watched enough wrestling, you know that wrestling is air quotes being used here. It's wrestling, you know, it made me feel like, 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 was this like, like a work like a like a play like this felt it felt like it just feels surreal to watch 100 miles an hour when when like if he'd have been throwing 100 here there's no way Dane Dunning is even he gets he gets 15 starts this year like
0: period like I feel like yeah like I mean and then like I mean honestly when when they made the trade for Chapman and Raggins was the guy going over I mean me and you both. I mean, like felt like that. Well, that's kind of cheap. Yeah, it and felt I, that way. I, you can't be the only ones that felt that no. way. I mean, yeah, there's I no mean, way that there weren't other. I mean, pundits felt the what that way too. Like, no, nobody
1: was going. Oh man, you know what's funny is the Twitter experts, and I'm calling you guys out. If y'all, if if you even retweeted this crap today, but they're like, oh, we're gonna look back and and. You know the biggest the biggest trade of 2023 mistake that's gonna come back and bite the Rangers <laughs>
0: was Cole Raggins.
1: It's like nobody was saying that. No one. Nobody no, was everybody saying everybody that.
0: Everybody was like, "Hey, that's it. That's all it costs." Yeah. You know, like, and, and don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I I like Cole Raggins, and I think Cole Raggins is a tremendous not just pitcher, but like you know athlete human being good all-around dude the whole time he was with the rangers so it's just wild to me that like you know like he's turned this corner and and we never got to see it here in in texas but at the same time i mean good on him and i hope it continues and you know i mean it might have been just a mechanics thing you know like i mean like somebody might have seen something with his with his delivery or something up there in Kansas City that, that turned him you know turned a corner for him I just I really don't know it's beyond me but I mean it, it kind of goes to show that like the Rangers I mean they, they develop talent it's yeah. just sometimes we don't see them from here and uh you know, let, me, I mean, let
1: me give you a can we run down Cole Raggins you have to hear these numbers since since he has gone to um, since he's gone to Kansas City Listen to his numbers for Kansas City. This is staggering. Six starts, a 3-1 and record with a 2.08 ERA. He's never had a 2.08 ERA ever, like, with the Rangers. Never. No, no. He he was the best pitcher in the minor leagues last year, don't get me wrong, but he was throwing 94 miles an hour. Then he's got 34 innings pitched. 47 strikeouts over those 47 47 strikeouts over those 34 innings and this the other crazy part only 10 walks. He's walked yeah. 10 people.
0: And how many I mean, walks do we have with the Rangers just in the short I mean cuz he's probably almost matched the total of of uh innings pitched now. Well so
1: if, with the Rangers this year he's actually exceeded that by 10 innings. Okay, but he had 14 walks with the Rangers. He's only got 10 in 34 innings with Kansas City. Yeah. And, and and you brought something up, and I have to – and I think this is the one point we have to make. He's not he's not right now fighting for anything. Yeah, He's, he's yeah. proving himself. He's in that mode of, like, I'm going to prove these guys wrong as opposed to being in a playoff race, doing kind of what Dane Dunning had to do, and that's getting where you fit in and play well. And the pressure, you know, I think it also speaks to the pressure that the, the Rangers are under right now it's a whole different world pitching for Kansas City at the bottom uh, of the division than it is pitching for the Rangers Ask Dennis Santana um oh, no doubt. for the Rangers when when there's really you know pitching for Kansas City when there's nothing on the line as opposed to pitching in a in a pennant race and having dudes in the locker room like Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom and Corey Seager 100%. Yeah, it's different but still this is just Twilight Zone moment so far for the year for me. Hey, like, I mean, if,
0: if at this point of the season next year, we're still talking about Cole Ragans like that. I mean, I, 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 I want to say I'll be a tad shocked, but I mean, you know, right now, good on him. I mean, yeah. you know, most people that they, they don't have a scouting report of him throwing a hundred.
1: I, I don't know where it came from. Like it just, Absolutely boggles the mind.
0: So I went back through and looked through everything. 101 was what he topped out at.
1: That's crazy. Like that's absolutely crazy. So he right now is at 12 something Ks per nine. Okay, he only had 12 Ks per nine innings in the Rangers organization. I'm sorry. Um, let me let me get my stats straight. Hold on. He's at 12 Ks per nine innings right now with the Rangers. He never was at 12 Ks per nine in the main in the Rangers minor league system except for when he was at um, I guess it was single a ball um, in 2017 and that was only with three three starts I think he had yeah Okay. I'm sorry seven he had 13 starts in 2017 and he had 87 strikeouts in 57 innings pitched other than that he's been right about at an inning at a strikeout per inning um, up until the, you know, and again, but again, when you look at there's something also, when you look at his minor league statistics this year, um, he was at 28 innings, um, 37 strikeouts, but his whip was 1.38. He hadn't, he has not been under 1.2 in his like 1.2 whip, except for in that 20, that awesome 2022 season that he pitched, um, for the Rangers in the minor league. So just, He's in he's in uncharted territory as far as what he's doing with Kansas City. He's never done this before.
0: Well, and, and again, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on it and yep. you know, I mean, again, it's a no pressure situation up there in Kansas City right now where they're not they're not playing for anything but to finish out a season.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 12.2 Ks per 9 right now, career high aside from well,
0: 2017. So, you got the you got, well, uh, you got any farmhands you want to talk about to, to lead into this, uh, this commercial well, here?
1: Well, besides uh, Cole Raggins, who was the best pitcher in the minor league system last year, uh, we do have some pretty good pitchers in the minor league system this year. We, we held on to Owen White, uh, kept our best pitcher in the minor league system uh, this year. And, and we do have a lot of good guys coming up through the system. Uh, Brock Porter, we can't wait to see Kumar Rocker healthy again. Obviously, Jack Leiter. And then there's some bullpen hands like Mark Church, Antoine Kelly. These guys, all are guys we've talked about all year long. Alex Spees that just show a lot of promise. And just in general, actually, I wanted to bring this up. I was going to bring this up, too, because, man, pretty much the entire AAA lineup is hitting right now uh, for the Rangers. I mean, they are oh, yeah. all they're all on fire. The yeah, they're on fire. And it just – most of these guys are prospects. These are top of the top of the list prospects for the Texas Rangers. I believe that the Rangers are going to get some of these guys are going to play their way into the lineup next year. And I think you're going to see um, more new faces. You're going to see some new faces next year for the Texas Rangers, but it's not going to be free agents. You're going to see guys coming up from out of the farm system, getting a chance to, to play because right now they, they have a ton of guys hitting in the farm system.
0: And, oh, I couldn't agree more.
1: Yeah. And so, and again, pitching, hitting, they've got a lot going. And I think they've got a big youth, Uh, resurgence coming up. And I think this was great by CY to kind of get some good free agents in here, get a good winning culture going with this organization, because we're just basically biding our time. till these guys were ready to to make their major league debuts. And if you want to learn more about these guys, you need to subscribe to our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys. It's $1.99 a month. We cover all minor league, uh, all things minor league in the Texas Rangers organization. So you can go to our website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com or oh, word or our Spotify page, subscribe for $1.99 and you will uh, get all your minor league news and uh, keep your heads up for that top 40 that will be as soon as we can get a show out. We'll, we'll be putting it up there. So let's talk box score and let's talk preview for the twins.
0: Well, you know, yesterday was better than the day before. You know, I mean, it, it was a little bit more uh, competitive. I, I well, a little less heartbreaking. How about that? You know, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. I I, I just never even went the one nothing lead. I never felt like they were gonna win. And yesterday, I didn't. I didn't feel like that. There was a time where they couldn't get back in that game. It just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but six three loss. John Gray. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Kind of just punching Judy all over the place. Didn't give up anything. Really hard hit, um, but uh, he'll take he'll take a loss in the in the game. And he could only get him four. He went back out for the fifth and gave up uh, a couple of more runs that didn't help anything. Um, but overall, you know, not a not a ton of bright spots on this thing. I think if you if you look at the bright spots. Um, in the pitching staff, there that Leclerc looked really good and uh, he was in the strike zone the whole, the whole, his whole outing. Um, and, and then at the plate, you know, they had some, they had some good at bats. Men did that. I thought in the ninth inning, that Simeon ball that he hit mm. up the alley Man. The made a great catch on. I, mean, I thought that really hurt. Like, I think that really changed the whole aspect. It took of the wind identity. out of the sails. Yeah, like. That's what I felt and, like. I felt like they, I was like,
1: you know how you get, sorry to interrupt you, but you know how, like, you get, you're like, <gasps> you know, like, you're like oh, you know, like, oh, you know, like, that's how I felt when he hit it. I was like, oh, man, like, I mm. had my hopes up. I took a deep breath. And then when that guy made that catch, I was like, oh, man. And
0: it was just geez. kind of felt like how the, how the uh, week had been going for the ring. Yep. You yep. know, like, yep. it, it summed it all up in one and one flailed swoop. And then for them to even get some momentum going back and, and getting a couple in the ninth there, I mean, I, you know, or getting one in the ninth there and, or, you know what? I don't know. Did they even get one in the ninth?
1: Um, no, no they, they didn't. Did yeah. They they, they didn't did. got His, some runners uh, on, but they didn't get anybody out. They they would have.
0: Run- yeah. They would have had, had, uh, Seager that ball gotten down.
1: Yeah. Two for 10, two for 10 running lead, uh, with runners in scoring position, 12 people left on 13 hits, but here's the kind of the, I would say the kind of the underlying element of that was that only, only three of those 13 hits were extra bases. So it was like, they couldn't put together. um, They couldn't stretch string together enough. They had 16 base runners overall. They just couldn't string together enough. And also I think the 13 strikeouts tells another story was because it was like, they could get guys on but then you know when they did they they couldn't get that key hit and it turned into you know they they weren't putting the ball in play enough uh to really give themselves enough opportunities it just yeah. a lot of you know only uh. one double play for for Arizona so it wasn't like they were just turning them doubling them up everywhere Um, uh, just a, just one of those games man and and they they did i don't think they had a very a very good game with against Gallon like they did the last time even though they had eight base runners i really felt like He still felt like he was in control of the game for me while I'm watching. You know, just with that curveball that was just man, that curveball. He had good stuff last night.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was he was definitely he was definitely rolling, uh, even even giving up uh, some base runners. I never I never thought that he didn't uh, uh, didn't have it in in control as well. Um, And the eleven strikeouts for him. Uh, you, you know, the, that that knuckle curveball that he throws is pretty good, pretty good. And, uh, you know, th- with him having the 11 strikeouts, um, they had really quality of bats. The Rangers did in the uh, uh, against the bullpen uh, just didn't kind of go the way they wanted it to. And, and uh, uh, couldn't get those hits when they needed them. And uh, you could see, you know, like you could see, I mean, Corey Seager came up with a big hit. Uh, and, you know, you're just kind of used to that at this point. Um, but they had hits. I mean, Simeon yeah. had two hits. Seeger had two hits. Lowe had two hits. Garver had two hits. Um, Duran was two for three uh, with a walk. I mean, they had, you know, like like you said, they had thirteen hits. They had three walks, and you know, they were well, they had
1: two tails of the tape. Here's two tail big time st- stats. I'll tell you a little bit about it. Had eight base runners in the four innings after um, after Gallon went out. Yeah. And they could they could only they could only get the two runs squeezed out uh, against that first guy, but also Arizona with runners and they only had uh, five runners left on bases and left on base, and they were four for eight with runners in scoring position. So they really were the they came up with key hits, and that was really mm-hmm. what it boiled down to was good situational hitting uh, for Arizona. And again, I, I think and, and- it kind of brought up two kind of the follow things kind of fell their way too. A little, a little bit, bit of luck,
0: yeah. I would say there was a little bit of luck involved as well. I, I thought uh, Gray in that second inning when he uh, he, he was going to do a really nice job of working around. Uh, the bases loaded nobody out and uh, got, got the two strikes uh, against, I want to say it was either Peterson or uh, Moreno. I think it was Moreno. And uh, got in Moreno's kitchen, throws a really good pitch, and and Moreno kind of fights it off right into the second base hole. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of playing him up the middle a little bit. And it just (laughs) kind of, you know, like little things like that went against them. And, you know, it happens. And nothing that that Arizona hit was hit particularly hard. And, you know, I mean, especially against uh, uh, Gray. So, you know, I mean – it happens. I mean, I know that you know it's hard to keep saying that over and over again, but it really does. And and you know, baseball, like we talk about, you know, it's hard. So whenever you when you look at like something happened, like what happened for Arizona in that second inning and in that fifth inning, you're looking at it you're like, damn. I mean, like, why can't one of those bleeders ble- drop in for us, or why can't one of those? And it just it's not going that way right now.
1: Yeah. One more quick thing before we talk about the Minnesota um we can't we we. I tried to put it off because I wanted to have a bigger body of work but now after 20 at bats for Jonah Heim since coming back off of the injury two hits only two singles two walks eight strikeouts slashing 100 uh with a 182 with a 100 slug um I, I don't think Jonah Heim's 100%. I think we all know he's not 100%, but I think it's kind of a question of, you know, I, 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 I'm I not gonna I'm not the coach, you know, and, and like I told you in text, like, I feel like Jonah Heim has earned the right to, like, play, even if he is hurt, because we wouldn't be where we are without him, but I also kind of wonder, like, you know, if, if he can't be the player we need him to be, it. it you know where I'm going with this. I don't have yeah. to miss oh, my words too much. It's like, it's like, I lo- like, I, I don't, I want to under, understand, like if he doesn't get a hit for the rest of the year, I still, if if we go on and have great playoff success and he deserves as much credit for where this team is um, as anybody, but if he's not healthy, um, you know, I, I just, again, that's 20 at bats. Well, That's,
0: and uh, um, I under yeah, I got gotcha. you. I'm with you. I saw him shaking his his hand last night after mm-hmm. taking some some cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a maybe a rehab assignment would have helped him a little bit more to get his timing back down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not everybody's Corey Seager, and right. really, like not anybody's Corey Seager. Nobody. Yeah, so like, you know, I mean and and I'm not knocking Jonah Heim. I love Jonah Heim. I you know, I mean he's really solidified himself as a big league starting catcher this year and I mean, you know, you just got to you just got to keep following it, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I mean, like if he if he feels like he could play, he's going to play and, yeah. and you know, that's on Bochy to kind of yep. be like all right, here's where we're at, Jonah. I need some, you know, I need you to, you know, be honest with me here. And is this mm-hmm. bothering you, or are we just kind of in a in a funk here? And we need to play our way out of it because, you know, you could give a guy a chance to play out too.
1: Oh yeah, and I think he's earned it. Like like that's what I, that's why I've said that like three times because I don't want it to feel like I'm saying, oh, you know what? Forget this guy. He's not playing. Kick him out. No, like he's earned the right yeah, to like you fight just... through this.
0: You but just want to know that he's being honest with uh-huh. with Boach and that, that you know because it, it isn't something that's going to get worse like or I mean it can't like you know like as soon as he has the surgery after the off season you know he'll have the 2 3 months time that he needs to to get uh, get healthy and he'll be back for spring training no problem it's just you know like at what cost to get there you know
1: Yep yep and and does is it is it best for the team to have a whatever percent Jonah Heim instead of a hundred percent Jonah Heim, or, you know, would there would be be better served with someone else getting those at bats. And again, I hate it, but it's just something that like, it's glaring. It's at this point, like I said, the body of work has had, we've had enough body of work to kind of like draw a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a metric or a, or a rolling averages here. And it just, he's just not looking good. So, let's uh, jump off of that. Let's talk about uh this big
0: upcoming yeah, um four-game set coming up this weekend with the uh the Twinkies from, mm-hmm. from Minnesota. So awesome boys, awesome. the awesome new uniforms. I can't Twin wait to City, see. The Twin City Boys, they're going to uh, they're going to send Pablo Lopez to the hill. And I got to admit like this is the guy that they uh dealt a rise for. Mm-hmm. Or the main piece, honestly, in my opinion, that they so they Ooh, dealt with Louis a rise for. And Ooh, uh, he has been pretty good this season overall, but yeah. these last couple of weeks maybe even couple of months now he's really turned into a big-time pitcher and a big-time strikeout guy he's going to strike out 200 this year and you know he's going to probably throw him about 160 innings or i mean 175 to 180 innings and probably strike out somewhere around 225 230 i mean the the guy's he's given
1: up he's given up one run in august
0: over, yeah over i mean 25 he, innings. He's, I want to say that he's on a 18-inning uh, scoreless streak. He hasn't given up a, a, a run in 18 innings, so uh, they're going to have their hands full with Pablo Lopez, and they're going to have to you know, get on him early and uh, hope that works, and they counter with Andrew Heaney, and, uh, you know, Andrew's kind of due for one, so let's hope that, that happens. And
1: he's done it against the top pitchers in the league all year long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. to be when he has got, his best game.
0: He's got another all-star on the hill against him, opposing him tomorrow to, – yep. well, uh, tomorrow, tonight, whatever. You guys know that it's it's like it's like 8-11 on Wednesday night. Let's just be honest yep. with the people. Yep. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, the, they're going to have their hands full, and, and the Twins – they got some, they got some guys, they got guys that can play and, uh, you know, and it looks like it doesn't get any easier the next night pitching wise because the Sonny Gray will be going for them. But we'll yep. talk about that tomorrow on the program yep. and, uh, you know, we'll just, uh, you know, things can't get any worse. So.
1: No, I mean, I, I, I think I just, again, this team has, has what we have termed as a HGT HGGT. So they've got that. They're gonna they're gonna come back, and they're gonna. I, I believe we're gonna see a nice bounce back from the Rangers in Minnesota. Uh, I want to beat all the best teams at their best. So bring it on! Like and we're gonna also, come out of this, and and uh, and also again, can't wait to see those uh, those those Twins uniforms. Those things are
0: are snazzy. So yeah, you'll see the home ones this time, but also it's a six ten mm. um, start tomorrow uh, because they're they've got an MLB Network game. Uh, so if you want to see the Rangers and you're out of market, here's your chance tomorrow. Yep. Yep. Well, well, let's
1: uh, let's sign on out of here. Um, thanks for checking us out and listening to our show. We appreciate all of our our dedicated listeners, and uh, really just appreciate all hanging out with us all year long. Um, and if you want to follow us on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out the website with dot com. Oh one more. On there you can ex- you can subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys just a1.99 a month And also don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. But for now this is Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.